back to Practicing Catholic. Patrick Conley, glad to be with you again, along with Cami Berthoum, our producer, and Paul Sadek, our technical producer, coming to you through the relevant radio, 1330 AM studios in Golden Valley. As Practicing Catholics, we know that the Eucharist is the source and summit of our faith. We hear that time and time again, and for good reason. Father Tim Tran, parochial vicar of St. Stephen and Anoka and diocesan point person for the National Eucharistic Revival is with us to catch us up on where the revival has been this year and share about what's to come as we head into 2023. Father Tran, welcome to the show. Hello, how's it going? Thank it's going well. How's it going for you, Father? It looks like you're, you've got your plate pretty full. Oh, it's pretty full, but I say life is full, full of grace, you know? Um, especially uh, life is busy, that's sure. But I, the 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 word "full" and "full of grace" helps us to be united with our Blessed Mother. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely true. Um, well, let's jump into it. We see that the National Eucharistic Revival. Flo- we see it floating around on social media. We see it in our local Catholic newsletters. We recently had a Coriesu night dedicated to the revival. But share with us a bit about why and when it was started and what the goal is. Yeah, you know, um, this desire for a rekindling of our Eucharistic faith, uh, to be honest with you, it, it started even before the pandemic uh, with the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. Um, especially, you might have heard about this Pew Research study in uh, about 2019, which kind of more or less uh, confirmed perhaps our inclination and in, in, in our own experience of our, our life in the Church, is that uh, that that research study revealed a very striking statistic that perhaps only about one-third of uh, our, our, our parishioners who are actually coming to Mass truly believe that Christ becomes present, body, blood, soul, and divinity, in the form of bread and wine at the sacrifice of the Mass. And so that means about you know two-thirds of our congregation does not know or perhaps might have a, uh, a misunderstanding about this uh, this great gift of the Eucharist. Mm. And so if that is what the centrality, most important aspect of our faith is, as the bishops say in the Second Vatican Council, as the source and summit of our faith, then we need to go out and proclaim this good news to the entire world. And so it was already um, undergoing underway, and then the pandemic happened. And it's during that time that we heard of the bishops calling for this national uh, revival revival, and they wanted to unite the entire United States on this movement so that we can go out and transform the world. More or less, the vision is very simple, right? To renew the Church by enkindling a living relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ in the Holy Eucharist, hmm. right? It's that b- between that personal relationship between us and the Lord will set us on this course of a revival, renewal of our faith in this land. And so the vision then inspired by that mission, is to inspire a movement of, of all Catholics throughout the United States who are healed, converted, formed, and unified by this encounter with Jesus in the Eucharist, and who are then sent out on mission, right? Because when we encounter the, the living Word of the Lord, we can't keep it to ourselves, right? Mm. We follow the Great uh, Commission at the end of Matthew's Gospel to go out into the entire world to proclaim the good news and baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit— and so, hence, this is really just um, uh, our call to, uh, to holiness. It's the call of the original disciples, and hence, we're just living what our forefathers and the saints have lived through all the, all the, the previous centuries. What and, a fantastic and, summary. 
Father. That's really great. And I, I love the, the vision there that's too. You know, we're, we're enkindling and deepening our relationship with the Lord, and then we are sent out, nourished by his body, blood, soul, and divinity to proclaim the good news of Jesus, right? It sounds sounds uh, basic, but it doesn't, it's just because it might be basic, It is that doesn't mean that it's easy. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. So I speaking of not being easy, you are our archdiocesan point person for the Eucharistic Revival. Take us into that. What's, what's that about? Was this like a volunteer role? Did everybody else step back and you were left there standing forward or were you appointed? How does that work? Yeah, you know, well, the kind of, it's really funny how I got to it. I mean, when I first heard about uh, this revival being called for, for the bishops, I brought it to prayer just from my own history and my own dedication to the Eucharist and my own vocation as a priest. And I just really felt called to propose myself like, hey, I don't know what's going to happen, uh, Archbishop and Bishop. Uh, but uh, I just feel called that whatever is going to happen, I just I want to let you know that I, I, I'm available. Mm-hmm. I brought it to prayer, and then prayer brought me to my spiritual director, and my spiritual director confirmed that. And so I just proposed to uh, uh, then-Bishop Cousins, you know, about a, a year and a half ago, uh, back in the summer of 2021, I believe. And I just said, you know, I just, um, just want to let you know that— uh, I've been praying a lot about this, and I'm very passionate, and I just want to say I'm available. Didn't get a phone call, didn't hear anything until about last year around this time in November, early December, and uh, then Bishop Cousins, uh, now Bishop of Crookston, was like, you know, Archbishop and I have been praying and thinking that, um, you know, uh, we think that you'll be perfect for this role called the the Diocesan Point Person, Mm -hmm. uh, which is every diocese throughout the United States has... One, one person who is kind of a representative for the archdiocese or their diocese and receives communication from the National Eucharistic Revival from the USCCB. So they're kind of like the, the, the bridge between uh, the, the larger uh, church in the United States with their local church and are um, more or less the steering uh, with their committee that they're uh, um, gathering uh, with the approval of the archbishop to propose ideas, to listen, discern, uh, to uh, organize events, uh, and also to accompany parishes and different apostolic movements uh, with resources that the revival provides. So that's more or less how I got into the role. It, okay. it wasn't something that I it, it, uh, went searching for, but something that it just kind of sparked through my own prayer and things like that, and then uh, received that call. And so I'm grateful to have been asked and very humbled by it, and uh, I'm, I'm here to say fiat. Yeah. Exactly. And we are grateful for you uh, you putting yourself forward. Or, it, as you said, you didn't necessarily even do that. But just to say yes when um, when the Lord calls on you, to say yes. So thank you for doing that for our archdiocese, for our local church here. And I, I, I'm curious as to what's going on right now. Now, I, in my head, you might look at it this way, that there's a lot of things ca- clamoring for our Catholic attention right now. The Eucharistic revival, the National Eucharistic revival being one of them. Um, of course, we've we've now we're we're moving into we're in this synod implementation phase um, after our archdiocesan synod worldwide. Um, the synod on synodality continues. So there's a lot of things going on. But actually, I like to see it as more integrated than that. That these things actually feed into each other. So I'm just curious, Father, what has uh, what's the buzz right now? What's what are people talking about in terms of the Eucharistic revival? What's going on here and now? Sure. No, that's a really great insight. And, uh, you know, and you're absolutely right. It's, uh, there's a lot of things swirling around. There's many things that we can do, but 
but uh, primarily it's to kind of to be, right? We, especially in our archdiocese, we have so many great things going on, uh, more or less that was already uh, in the mind of the Holy Spirit before the pandemic, right, with the synod. And then uh, during the, the pandemic, the calling for this Eucharist revival, it, it just seems like something great is happening in our local church, here, especially our diocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis, um, at least in terms of for the wider country. Uh, I've been hearing a lot of enthusiasm and excitement, uh, especially from uh, different dioceses who've done some wonderful events as well. We've probably seen that through other Catholic social media outlets and news uh, agencies about uh, different uh, processions that were done last June for Corpus Christi, sure. uh, different um, uh, Eucharistic preachers going throughout uh, the different dioceses and towns to give talks, um, and different local uh, small group movements. Uh, it's all over the place. If you just kind of uh, pay attention, it's already happening. Um, yeah. For our for our church here, it's, gosh, we, we have the Holy Spirit, the fire of the Synod, and we have the bread, which is the... Uh, the Eucharist revival, and mm-hmm. so it's just simple, Pat. It's just yeah. putting the bread in the oven, smelling the aroma, <laughs> and spreading the fragrance. Uh, so, you know, we just gotta put the bread in the oven, and uh, yeah. and the, the revival is happening <laughs> naturally and by the grace of the Spirit. I love it, Father. Uh, that's that's a great analogy. Love it. Uh, we've only got a couple minutes rela- remaining, but first of all, if I want to ask, just share a bit about what's coming up next year in 2023 in the in terms of the Eucharistic revival. Sure. Um, for 2023 in Corpus Christi, we're focusing this past year is on uh, the more or less the Dawson year, so focusing on just general events that are able to spark some life for the general uh, wider diocese. But then this coming up year, we're going to focus, it's very related to the synod priorities of forming small groups. And so we're going to try to help parishes uh, in terms of their uh, their journey and walking in the Eucharistic faith to um, start small groups, uh, different programs uh, that are available, um, Bible study, even adoration, because uh, I know that some uh, parishes uh, coming out of the pandemic might have been struggling to get back adores, mm-hmm. uh, and even uh, other resources for uh, catechetical series on the Mass uh, to teach us more about uh, our, our our sacrifice here and Jesus' true presence. Um, for for us in Archdiocese, we're, we're currently underway uh, meeting as, as a group for our committee, um, just thinking and discerning about different events that we can propose to the wider general public, um, perhaps, uh, you know, for Pentecost, uh, uh, a multicultural event, because all of us come with our particular lens uh, mm-hmm. of our uh, ethnicity and which background that we've learned our Eucharistic faith and how beautiful it is to bring all the, the mystical body of Christ from all of the world, especially here in our own local church with so many different groups, uh, to worship one true God in the Blessed Sacrament. And, um, you know, we might be doing and partnering uh, and promoting different events throughout the Archdiocese, especially long-established practices that maybe other people throughout different regions of our diocese are not aware of. And so just partnering with those events uh, to um, rekindle this Eucharistic faith. Yeah, wonderful. Uh, why don't you, just in the few seconds we have left here, give us the website where people can keep up with all things National Eucharistic Revival. Uh, EucharisticRevival.org. That's the oh. easiest and most simple way to be connected with the National Eucharistic Revival. I would encourage everybody to sign up for the Heart of the Revival 
um, weekly newsletter, a very beautiful and well-done publication. Uh, It's sent via email uh, where there's a lot of different videos and short articles. Um, Best way to be connected with the Eucharist Revival at this moment. Great. And and Father, before we let you go, may we get an on-air blessing from you, please? Certainly. The Lord be with you. And Heavenly Father, spirit. we thank you for, grace for calling us to be your sons and daughters. Thank you for incorporating us to this one bread from heaven, our Lord Jesus Christ. Help us to be inspired and kindled by the Spirit so that we can spread that fragrance and aroma that will attract all believers and all those throughout the world to the one true faith, where he is the way, the truth, and the life. We make this bread through Christ our Lord. Amen. Mm-hmm. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Father Tim Tran, thank you so much for everything that you're doing for Archdiocese in terms of the National Eucharistic Revival. Thank you very much, man. Thank you for having me on the show. That's EucharisticRevival.org. Check out Bishop Cousins' free online course there as well. Lots of enriching resources to be found there. Coming up on the show, the Practicing Catholic team has some great suggestions on how to make the most of this Advent. Still, stay with us. Stay with us.